Welcome back to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this episode today where I share with you my testimony. Who am I and what has gotten me to where I am today? I really hope that this blesses you. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, relax, and let's dive in. You are listening to the Pro Organizers Coach Podcast. I'm Samantha Brown, a professional organizer and business coach. In this podcast, you will learn how to start and scale the organizing business of your dreams. So let's jump in. So first, let me do a little bit of backstory of who I am, and then we will definitely get into all of the things business and everything behind the scenes here at POC. And I'm going to make the backstory very short, sweet, and simple. (laughs) So at three, my parents divorced. My mom married a man that was in the army. All of a sudden, my life went from, you know, staying in one place. I had lived there till I was five to we were moving all over the country all the time. So I grew up an army brat from age five to 15, which of course are our most pivotal years. So by the time I got out of school, out of college, I had went to 21 different schools total. Now, the reason that this is important is because looking back on it now, it taught me so many things of how to interact with people and I never meet a stranger. I can talk to anyone, anywhere, anytime, (laughs) Uh, which is very appropriate that I have a podcast now. So up to age, I don't know, about 19 or so. Typical childhood, all the things, got into some trouble, had no clue who I was or what my life was going to be. I actually thought I was going to be a dolphin trainer. That was my dream growing up. That's what I wanted to go to school for and be able to train dolphins at SeaWorld or wherever. But that did not happen. You know, we have our dreams, we have our desires, and everything got not derailed, but, you know, I went down a different path when I chose to get married at 19. And we had our daughter. And then after that, I ended up having to unfortunately get a divorce because I was just too young when I got married. Like at 19, you do not know what you want. And so from there, I actually met the man of my dreams, who is still my current husband today. And we got married when I was, I think, 22 or so. And then quickly after we had my son... So then I was a like 24-year-old woman with a four-year-old daughter and like a one-year-old son. And so I went into that and into parenting very young, which meant I had to learn a lot of things to maintain a household with two young children and with me being still pretty young myself. And that is where I first originally started to learn how to create systems and a calendar and organize and all of those things. I know a lot of people say that they were born with these gifts. And when they were a kid, the neighborhood, whoever would want them to like organize their pantry or their parents always asked for them to organize things. And that was definitely not me. I was actually the person that my family and my dad, God rest his soul, would always love to give me a hard time and say, you're going to be late to your own funeral. Or if we were having a family get together, it was, well, make sure to tell Samantha like an hour to an hour and a half earlier, because if not, she's not going to be here on time. So if the party, the family get together was going to start at four, they would tell me like three o'clock just to make sure I was there by four. 
that is how unorganized and crazy I was. I would lose track of time. I'd get distracted very easily, like just all the things. So my point in telling you that part is that I want you to know it doesn't matter if you grew up and if it is a natural skill inside of you that you were born with or if you just have the desire to help people and you are a different person now than who you used to be. And so just because you weren't born with this skill, because it is a skill, it is something that can be taught, it is something you can choose to learn. And as long as you show up with the attitude of, I am a student of life, I'm a student as an entrepreneur, I'm constantly going to have to pivot, you can absolutely teach yourself how to organize all the things, how to do the business stuff. You've just got to have the right mindset behind it. So I had my kids. I was the crazy mom that would go up past them, like picking up all their little Cheerios. And then I had to get to a place where, you know, because I'm kind of a hundred percent like go, go, go all the time kind of person. I had to realize very quickly that I wanted my children to have a great childhood. I wanted them to not be worried that if they spilled something, mom was going to get so angry she was going to scream at them. And I also didn't want to be that nagging wife to my husband all the time of this didn't get done or the kids did this or, you know, whatever. And so I started to realize that the problem was actually me that was causing the stress in my home. I heard someone say once that, As women, we are the thermostats of our home. And I thought that was very accurate because whatever temperature or degree we are at is absolutely the temperature in the home and, and the feel of the home. And so please take that into consideration if you are in the middle of, you know, raising kids or if you're in the middle of, of anything, when you, even if it's just you and your husband, when you come home, the mood that you are in is absolutely going to spread through the house and everyone else is going to feel it. And they're either going to stay away because they're, oh, mom might get upset. Or if you're in a great mood, then all of a sudden the, the mood in the home is better for everyone. Okay, so I learned to do that and to calm myself down. I even had to put a sign on my front door that was in the shape of a heart that said something along the lines of like, allow your children to play. Today isn't going to be here forever before you know it, they're going to be grown. And so every time I would come home, that little door hanger would remind me of the mindset I wanted to walk in with. So around that time, I also actually um, at one point in my life had dealt with addiction And I do want to let you know that if you are dealing with any kind of addiction, you can absolutely overcome it. I did. And the way that I did was by actually going to a program called Celebrate Recovery. And at Celebrate Recovery, what they teach you is the 12 steps like any um, 12-step program would. But it's also incorporated with God. And so that's where I met God. That's how... You know, I accepted Jesus into my heart and I got the Holy Spirit. And from there, my journey started of getting to know God for who he was, who he says he was, and building that relationship. Because with Jesus and with God, it is absolutely a relationship that they want. They love us. They want to live through us, for us, around us, support us. I would not be where I am today without my relationship with God. 
And I just want to make that very clear because it is absolutely a part of who I am. I know my business thrives because of my relationship with God and asking him for things like when Whenever I don't have enough clients, I say, all right, God, it's time. I need some more clients. I don't have many booked. Can you please send me some people that need my help, the right people that need my help? And it never fails. Within a few days, I end up with at least a couple more clients that, you know, I have consultations for and that I am able to go help them. But I also look at my organizing business as a way to bless people, as a way to help people. And the reason is, so let me go back now just a minute, back to where I was in my story. I, again, was not a very organized person, but I wanted to be. I just didn't know how. And so when we moved into our new home, um, this was like eight years ago, we moved into our new home and my kids were still little. So of course, everything that came with us was just all the stuff that comes with, you know, having young kids. And very quickly, our nice new home got overran with junk, like the stuff that did not need to be here. So I started down the path of decluttering my own home. My personal closet and my pantry for me were specifically the two areas that when I would walk by them, I literally would like my body would tense up. I would want to turn my head kind of away, just pretend that 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 closet and the pantry just weren't even there. Just ignore them. It'll be fine. But I was walking around with that weight on me all through my day, every day. I just didn't realize how much stress it was putting on me that I had all of that stuff in my home. Finally, one day I was like, that's it. I'm spending the day. I'm decluttering my stuff. I went through my stuff. I ended up with like eight huge black trash bags, contractor bags of stuff that I could either take to trash or donation just out of one little teeny tiny closet. Um, And then I don't even remember how many bags from the pantry, but it was it was ridiculous. And the weight that it took off of my shoulders and off of me just as as a person walking through my daily life as a wife, as a mom, the way it made me feel when I came home compared to the way I felt before the weight just went away of of that stress and of knowing that those areas, because as a woman, our home is like a representation of us and we are very connected to our homes. And so when our home is out of order, we feel inside like we are out of order. And so when I was able to do that for my own home and I realized how much better I felt, all of a sudden I realized I could do this. Like I was born for this. I could help other women with what I was able to do for myself. And a lot of times that's all of our stories, right? Like we turn around and we help other people that are behind us on their journey, but they're where we used to be, but we have already overcome that. And so now we are able to reach back and help them. And I tell you this because I know if you are listening to my podcast that you are a heart-centered entrepreneur. The reason I know this is A, because of the women in the membership, of course, that I'm spending so much time with. And also, if you weren't my kind of person, you would not be listening to my podcast, where a lot of other people that you could be listening to are a little more like stern about the way they do things. And they're more very type A. And that's great because if that is more of, of how you are, then they would be a better coach for you. 
But if you are someone that either is still currently dealing with or has dealt with in the past, it's hard for you to say no when people ask you to do things for them. It's hard to have a backbone for what you know and what you want to stand up for. The point being is that my heart was always where I worked from. I wanted to help people, which is why it was so easy for me to feel like I needed to give a deal or I needed to give a discount or what I was doing. Like, oh, well, it would help them so much more if I would give that discount or if I did it for cheaper or, you know, even the self-worth drama and, and part of my life that I had to realize that I was worthy and I was valuable and that what I did was a valuable service fixing someone else's pain points, like it fixed a problem. And so when you are creating a business where you are fixing someone else's problem, you will succeed at this. And I know that you were probably thinking, oh, well, that's easy for you to say. You've been at this for years now and yours is doing great. And yes, it is. A, because of God. B, because I have done all of the work on my own self, which I will get to in a minute of that kind of part of my story. And also because every single time I go into a client's home, I pray and I ask God to help me be his hands and feet to bless them and to, so I can leave them better than how I found them. For me, that's a win. So let me back up real quick to my, you know, kind of late 20s or I guess mid-20s, we had moved into this new house. I got another job, and the job that I got was working with autistic children. I did third shift at this kind of like lockdown facility. It was a kind of like a boarding school for autistic children, but it was a lockdown facility, and it was one of the only ones in our state. And so we ended up with, quote-unquote, the worst of the worst kids because of the lockdown aspect of it. And so you know, it was the, they weren't only autistic, but they were autistic with behavioral problems. And that was absolutely my calling for over a decade. When I hit that point of, I had been there about 10 years and the only way I was able to go to work and and what I learned during that time was I built my character so much. God was constantly teaching me new things I realized that if I didn't pray for protection before I would go in that night, like I would have kids swinging on me to hit me or kick me or spit or pinch or punch. I mean, it was it was bad. But I chose to keep going back to a place where most people last, on average, six weeks to six months is the typical amount of time that pe- that employees would last at this particular job. And I lasted over 10 years. The reason I did was because every day when I went in, I saw it as an opportunity to help these children, to bless them, but also I knew God had my back and like I was going to be covered. So I was going through a transition period after about the 10 year mark where I was like, you know, I just don't want to be doing this forever. I'm struggling on bills. I can barely pay our rent. I can barely pay anything half the time. You know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, having to borrow money, like just a horrible way to live. I was constantly in survival mode and I I knew that I was in survival mode, but I also didn't know how to get out of it. And so I kept praying. I kept asking God to just help me, show me, teach me. And there was one morning that I was up at my little spot where I spend time with God 
And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit tell me, it's time to jump. Well, then I panicked because I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. Nothing's working. Like, what do you mean it's time to jump? Where am I going? I can't just quit my job if I don't have anything lined up, you know, as another job. What am I supposed to do? At that time, honestly, it felt like the covering came off because I tried to stay somewhere I shouldn't have been longer than I should have stayed there. And the pivotal point for me where I finally got to my wits end and had to quit my job was there was this one kid, and of course I can't say names because of HIPAA, but this one kid in particular that for eight years he had been there with me. So he had been there almost the whole time I had. And when he first came in, he was like six or seven years old. Like he was so tiny. And every night that I worked, I would go in and I would read him a bedtime story. I would tuck him in. I would help him feel safe. And that kid, I don't know how many times as he, because at this point, he's like, I don't know, 14 or something when all of this was happening. Any time that he had ever tried to fight the other staff members, he would always, always go past me, almost like he didn't even see me. Like he would protect me against other kids if other kids were trying to beat me up that day or that night. The night that he decided that he was going to beat me up was the night that I was like, all right, like, I've got to go. My covering has come off. I am not meant to be here any longer. And so I had to quit my job, but I did go get another job um, as a caregiver. And I would go home and do go into homes and I did companionship care with the elderly. So I did that for a couple of years. During that time is when I started realizing that organizing, like I could do this, I could become a professional organizer. And so that's when I cleared my, you know, cleaned out my own home. I did all of those things. And then as I was at work, like I kept my job because, you know, you can't just quit your job and think, oh, I'm going to start getting clients immediately because that is not how it works in the beginning. When you're starting your business, it takes time for the, and the momentum for people to start hearing about you and what you can do for them. And so I, you know, did my Google, my business, my website. I did all the things when I was at work with my caregiving clients. So while they were sleeping or while whatever, like I found the time because at first I thought, okay, this is just going to be a side hustle. I'm just going to do this like when I'm not working my main job. But of course, my main job, I was getting $10 an hour with all those years of experience as a caregiver. It's just they couldn't pay more than that, I guess. And so... I had even taken a pay cut from what I had been getting at my other job. And so I tell you that so you understand that I have always, always been a scrappy person. I have always been someone that, you know, we're going to figure it out. If I don't know the answer, I will research it. Like we are going to figure this thing out. So I started listening to podcasts on how to start a professional organizing business and, you know, just all the things. So I started my business. It took a few months before the first person actually reached out to hire me on Google. But once that happened, then all of a sudden there was another person and then another person. But this was like three or four months after I quote unquote launched the business. So it did take a few months for people to start hearing about it and actually start hiring me or even calling for consultations. When that happened, I decided to, you know, start the business. My husband and I were actually doing the business together. 
because he was going coming in and helping with like handyman services and, you know, just those other little things that we need as an organizer, which was fantastic. Things were going really good. We were getting a lot of clients. And then on July 4th, um, my husband was on his motorcycle and he was driving at a dam area that's like up right past our house where all of the motorcycles drive. Like it's, it's a given that motorcycles are driving there. And especially on July 4th. Well, he was coming up this hill. He was only going like 30 miles an hour. Thank God. But this huge like F-250 dually type truck, like massive truck came flying around this blind curve, but they came flying around the curve completely on his side of the road. So as he's coming up this hill, he doesn't see them until the last minute and they're coming straight at him head on. So he had to yank the motorcycle over. All we can figure is that their front passenger tire clipped his back tire as he was trying to get out of their way. And that's what sent him into a tailspin. He actually ended up with 28 broken bones. He had a broken neck. He had a broken back. In his neck, there was one of the um, vertebrae that was one millimeter, like the thickness of a piece of paper, one millimeter away from him being a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. Which I still to this day praise God for that he had his hand on him covering him. And so then we started down that journey of, you know, helping him to get better and, and just all of these things. Um, and so, you know, I've definitely not had an easy road. I've not had a husband that, you know, especially since then, he's not even been able to work. It's only been a year and a half now. And, um, you know, they did say it would take at least two years for his body to get back to somewhat normalcy. But of course, he's constantly in pain, like, it messed his body up for sure. And so I am 100% the breadwinner. Like I bring in all of the money in our home. And so if you are someone that, you know, you're having trouble with your husband or he doesn't contribute or any of those things, I understand you. Like I, I get where you're coming from. And I will share one day maybe about like some other things that happened with him, with my dad. Um, I was actually on the She Wakes Up podcast, if any of you want to go to that and listen to kind of more of my emotional side of my testimony, if you're interested. So back to more kind of business and, you know, just my journey on the business side of things. So once I got him somewhat back to health and it had been about two months since his motorcycle accident, then I started taking clients again for the organizing business. Well, when I did that, I essentially had to almost start all over again because I hadn't organized for anyone in like two, two and a half months. And so I had to start getting the momentum building again. Well, I did and I started getting clients again. But now all of a sudden I was working in the homes by myself. I didn't have a partner. And so I was working in the homes. I had to figure out a different way to do things where whenever Jason was with me, which is my husband's name, of course, whenever Jason was with me, and him and I were doing the sessions together, a lot of times the home homeowners were in the house, but, you know, they were somewhere else because it was a lot of like unpacking jobs or, you know, like there was this one job where this lady, our very first job ever, the lady's name was Rose, which, you know, if I don't say the last name, then it's still confidential, but I've had some 
women with the name Rose, and each one of them have been their own crazy story. And I'm telling you this so you understand how sometimes people don't understand what we do. And this was years ago, so they really didn't understand what an organizer did. And since I had my husband, who was a handyman, she thought we could completely renovate her entire laundry room. And when I mean renovate, I mean like like drilling cabinets into the walls and like just all sorts of stuff. But there was this one day that the only way we had to hold the cabinet up because she wanted it up real high was for me to set it on the back of my shoulders and hold it while my husband got on a ladder up above me and drilled it into the wall. So, you know, but that was my very first client ever. And so when we had that client, we were like, is this what organizing is? Because this is hard. This is horrible. And of course, we didn't charge her very much because she was our first client. So we didn't know what to charge. We didn't know how to charge. I think we charged like 120 bucks for like three hours worth of work with both of us there. Like, it was ridiculous now that I'm looking back at it. My point is, is you've got to start somewhere. Even if you are starting with some jobs that they're not paying as much as you want, it's okay because that's going to get the word out. They're going to tell everyone that they know. You're going to get your before and after photos. You're going to have them leave you a review. It's definitely going to be worth your time as long as you set it up that way and you're very intentional about making sure that they understand, listen, the only reason I'm doing it for this price is because you are one of my first clients, so bear with me as I figure this stuff out. And almost consider those first few clients almost like you're schooling for learning how to work with clients. Okay, so then he had his motorcycle accident like, you know, six months later or something after that first rose. Then, you know, I took care of him. Then I started the business back up in like September after he he had had his motorcycle accident. I got the business back going, but I did have to learn to work with clients differently. And so because it was just me going in, I decided, okay, I'm going to set my business up in a way that the client knows that we are going to be working together so we can get double the amount of work done but I'm going to focus more on helping people declutter because that's what helped me. And because a lot of people have a lot of stuff. We are Americans. So figuring out that I could help people declutter and it didn't have to be Pinterest perfect. It just had to be better than when I showed up. And then on top of that, offering to haul off their donations and trash at the end of each service. I was able to charge more for the quote unquote session part of the organizing because I had these other things that they were like, wow, you do, you take off the trash and the donations from our session that day. You know, that's amazing. That I think sold me as a professional organizer more times than I can count. And I will be doing an episode very soon on what it looks like to work with me And helping you come up with that statement for yourself for when people call and you're doing the client intake form. I want you to have that statement prepared because I use it every single phone call. I say, okay, you know, they tell me what's going on. I'm like, tell me your organizational goals. They tell me. And then at some point I say, okay, this is what it looks like to work with me. And I tell them, you know, my price, how many hours I come. Like I set the stage 
for the standards that I have and for what I expect out of our relationship and what I am offering them. So they are very clear on it and the client expectations are where I need them to be before I ever even step foot into their home. So I learned to do that. And there's all these other little things that I've learned along the way that I'm in the process of right now trying to write down and come up with a course, hopefully for you all by summertime. That's the goal is a course that would walk you through exactly how to start your professional organizing business, which I'm so excited about. But back to I started working with clients. Then I started realizing that a lot of times it was more emotional for them then it actually was just the physical stuff. And I was coming home emotionally drained and physically drained. And so I figured out, I was like, I need some more tools in my tool belt. So I decided to get certified as a life coach. And that's what took me down this, this path of coaching and learning what coaching was and how to coach and all of those things. And so all of a sudden, you know, I got certified as a life coach I was still doing professional organizing. By this time, I had decided to quit my caregiving job because the organizing business was just taking off. I also had a couple of cleaning clients that I would work with, you know, maybe like two per week or one per week. And so I could use the other days for organizing clients. But then I started getting life coaching clients because there for a little bit, I thought I wanted to do more life coaching. And the reason I'm telling you my progression up to who I am now is A, so you know who you're listening to when you listen to my podcast, and B, so you understand that it took me multiple steps to get to where I am and multiple steps to figure this thing out. It was not an overnight success. But if I had not done the first thing, which you know was quit my job and then went to the caregiving field in a in a environment that I was able to work like on the website and on all of that stuff in my spare time there, I would have never become a professional organizer or had the time to even do that. And then if I had not been in the homes working with the clients, I wouldn't have realized that I needed something else to help them with and get certified as a life coach. So then I did that. I got certified as a life coach. I actually had a handful of clients that I was coaching with them on their life. And I actually still to this day have one lady that I've been working with for about a year now where we meet once a week. I love coaching. And so, you know, when I started looking into a podcast and I, you know, started to to realize out in the podcast world and specifically in the professional organizing world, what we needed, that got me to where I am now because you know, we have to figure out what are our dreams before we know how to at least take the next step. We may not know the final step, obviously, or like the big goal, but we at least need to know somewhat of the direction we're going in. And so journaling isn't very important. For me, prayer is very important. For you, like, you know, whatever it is that helps you to cope, whether it's, you know, time by yourself or walking the dog or in the shower those times that you can get quiet and hear from within yourself what the next step should be, that is where you are going to get the most value, the thing that is right for you, the next step that is right for you. So then I just followed that next step. I got certified as a coach. I started working with life coaching clients. Then I decided I wanted to start a podcast and 
my first podcast that I put out was called Her Healed Heart. And still to this day, it's out there, but it only has 13 episodes. And the reason that I tell you this is because that was a lot of time. That was a lot of work. You know, you think one episode per week, that was 13 weeks that I was doing this other podcast after I had learned how to edit podcasts and, and you know, do all the things that come along with starting a podcast, which is a lot. But if I had not started that first podcast, even though it was kind of a flop, but it helped me understand that it was actually a part of my journey that I needed to walk through because I had some healing that I needed to do inside of my own self before I could help others. So then I was talking to one of my friends one day that is also, she has a podcast and um, she's a professional organizer in North Carolina. We were talking and I was like, man, this just isn't working. Like the numbers aren't there. No one seems to really care about healing their heart. (laughs) Um, Like it seemed so, it wasn't tangible. I was like, I need to coach on something tangible and tactical in business because that's where I thrive and like I, I feel good about it and it aligns with who I am because I am definitely an entrepreneur and I am always thinking of the next steps, which FYI, I also sold multiple um, network marketing things and you know, like there's been a lot of, of quote unquote ideas along the way of what my, my thing was going to be that I did that, you know, changed stuff for us financially and just get, gave us a different lifestyle than what we had. And so I was speaking with Jennifer and she said, she goes, well, what is it you're thinking you want to do a podcast on? And I was like, Jennifer, I swear I still want to coach professional organizers. Like I would love to do that. And around that time, I had um, Janelle from One Organized Mama Um, her and I were talking and she's like, Hey, um, so I have this girl that's wanting to start her professional organizing business. And with you coaching, she said, you would be a fantastic coach for her because I don't have the time to help her right now. So she sent me the lady and uh, shout out to Layton, by the way. Hey girl. So Layton started her, started coaching with me. We met a few times. I helped her you know, I helped her create her business. I, I just, you know, we got everything started. She started becoming a professional organizer, working with clients. Like it was so good. And in that moment, I knew, because when I was talking to Jennifer, I had already done a few sessions with Layton. And I go, you know, I've been working with this girl. And I was like, I just, I love coaching professional organizers. It has changed my life to have, you know, three hour work days or four hour work days. And then being able to take my kids to school and from school and get things done around the house. And like, it's, it's just, it's life changing. And she said, Samantha, do you not remember like a year ago before you started Her Healed Heart that you were talking about that? That was one of your very first ideas of what you wanted to start a podcast on. And I was like, really? Like, (laughs) I didn't even remember. So Then she, um, after her reminding me of that, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm jumping in all the way. So um, I started working on the podcast and I started creating it and deciding that that's what I wanted to do. That was back in, you know, summer of last year. This whole time I've still been working as a professional organizer and I still do to this day. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon 
But at the same time, I do want my online and my coaching and all of that to become more full time. So I have more time for you all and I can put out more episodes and, you know, just help you all more. But it's a transition. You know, you can't just jump off one thing straight onto another and expect it to work immediately. And so that's why I'm in this transitional phase where I've gotten rid of all of my cleaning clients because that was not serving me anymore. And now I am only doing the coaching, the podcasting, and then organizing with clients on certain days. That is working really well. And I wanted to share that because I want you to understand as you're starting your business, if you already have a job, keep that job. Find times in between and find a way for as you start to build the organizing business, as you start to become known for that, then you can slowly start to pull back from your other job or maybe go part-time for a little while while you start getting more clients and then you can transition over. Or if you're blessed with a husband that, you know, has the bills covered, well then by all means, let's, you know, do an eight-week one-on-one coaching package that I have and let's get your business off the ground, get it done, and get you out there. If if you've already either quit your job and you're on this journey, or you're just starting, or you're maybe a mom that's been at home for a while and your kids are now growing up, and now you're like, all right, I need something that's for me. Whatever that looks like, if you need eight weeks of coaching one-on-one, I am your girl. So the week that I'm recording this episode, I'm about to put out episode 33, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I'm in the process right now of offering a 15-minute power coaching session where we coach on one question for the women inside of my free Facebook group. So if you've not joined us there, make sure to go to facebook.com slash groups slash coach, and it will bring you inside of the Facebook group because I am doing stuff in there a lot because I'm thankful that people have taken the time to at least join the Facebook group. And so I want those people, even though they're not spending any money with me, I want them to feel the benefit of being a part of the Facebook group. So I'm trying to come up with these ideas of ways that I can bless them and help them out all at the same time. So we are doing 15-minute power coaching sessions in there to where you can at least get one question answered and you can at least get unstuck from where you're at right now. And then that way you all can listen to what it sounds like to be coached by me. So those will be coming very soon as a second episode for the week, some weeks. Things here at Pro Organizers Coach are definitely moving along we have got some workshops in the pipeline right now that we are um, dealing with. And when I say we, me and my VA, we have worked on an SEO workshop for you to help you with your search engine optimization as a professional organizer. I've got a Google My Business workshop. And then I have also got a Canva workshop that the actual workshop is free if you go to ProOrganizersCoach.com. But then we also have a guide and a 30 template plug and play Canva templates that you could use for your professional organizing business that will also be available to purchase here probably within the next few weeks or maybe even by the time that this podcast goes live. So when you go to Pro Organizers Coach, if you go to the tab that says workshops, um, that is where you will find the links to all of those things. I truly hope that this has helped you understand a little bit more of who I am. I'm, you know, a wife of like 17 years now. I'm a mom to two amazing teenagers. 
because they are teenagers. So, you know, that comes with its own set of things. But I love my life. I love everything that my life has turned into now. But it's because back when I was starting each one of my things, I trusted the process. You know, I didn't get impatient. Like, I mean, I did it sometimes, but for the most part, I knew a podcast, it's a long game. Starting a business, it's a long game. It's not going to be overnight crazy success, but the success will come because the momentum will grow. You just have to make sure that you're spending your time doing the correct things without getting distracted by the shiny new object syndrome and all of the, the things that are out there. And my methods are about it being simple, easy, fun. The other thing I just realized that I didn't touch on earlier is the reason that I created the membership. And I know I've talked about that on the podcast before, but it means a lot to me. And so I really would like to talk about that for just a few minutes before I wrap up. The reason that the membership is there is for community. Because as a professional organizer, all of those things that I went through I went through alone. I never had anyone around me that could like link arms with me and say, girl, you're doing it. You're doing good. Like keep going or here's the way do this, you know, take these next steps or have you thought about this idea or thought about that? And in our group coaching sessions, you know, I give my advice and and what I would do, but then we also open it up to where if someone else is in there and they're like, oh, hey, I've got an idea. You know, we did a pop-up group coaching session yesterday, which will be available on our YouTube channel um, if you would like to go watch that. And the link will be in the show notes below. Inside of that group coaching session yesterday, it was amazing. There was, you know, like nine of the women that showed up. Everyone got at least a few minutes to get their own personal questions answered. But then also other people were like, oh, hey, I've, you know, I've done it this way or I've done it that way or what, you know, have you thought about this or like it's starting to become a sisterhood and a group of women that know each other and that are getting, you know, starting to help each other, not just me helping them. And I know as this grows, it's going to become more and more and more of that. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have a group of women, a sisterhood that you know are there for you anytime that you need anything or anytime that you have a question or you get stumped. Because I know when you go into some of these Facebook groups and ask some of these questions, you're going to get a bajillion different answers and you're going to think you need to do them all. And that is not how we do things here at POC. At POC, we want you to have fun. We want it to be simple, but we want it to be something that is going to move the needle. That's what's going on in there. Again, don't forget to go join the free Facebook group if you're not at the point of ready to like do the membership or the one-on-one coaching. But I will also let you know that very soon I'm going to be having a nice little deal on the monthly membership as a thank you for when we get to the 5,000 download mark on our downloads for the podcast, which actually we're at like 4,300 right now. So we are getting very close. I can't wait to share that deal with you all. I have so many things that I want to do and I'm sure you do too in your business, right? Like we have all these dreams and all of these things for the big goal because we're entrepreneurs. We always have new ideas. But learning how to focus and bring it back and slow down to speed up later. Like we've got to slow down, decide exactly what it is that we want, exactly what our next steps are. Then we can speed up, you know, and there's there's certain seasons 
that, you know, you've got to go, go, go. And then there's other seasons that you need to rest and you need to take time to meditate and pray and figure out what is it I want? What do I want my life to look like? Because you've got to know what you want. That way, when people are calling you and want and being like, well, can you do this or can you do that? Well, can you? Are you busy that day? What's in your calendar? Like, and that's something that I definitely want to teach on here soon too, is how to do your calendar and how to schedule out your calendar for your sanity, honestly. Like until I started putting stuff in a calendar and then that way when someone asks me if I can do something, I just have to pull my calendar up and it's a simple yes or no. Either yes, I can because I have the time or no, that day doesn't work for me. It's going to have to be these other days. And so I just want to teach you how to put some boundaries around yourself and your life and especially as a business owner, and for you to also be able to thrive. When you are with your clients, you can help them, you can bless them, all of the things. But then there's also, you've got to be able to walk away and feel good about the work you did, but also know that even if you didn't finish that session, that's okay. You can come back for another one. And whatever their issues are emotionally, Those are not your issues, so do not bring them home with you, you know? We've got to learn how to be compassionate, but understand that that's not our stuff. We've got to leave our stuff at the door, talk with, you know, help our people, and when we walk back out, leave their stuff at the door on the way out, and then we pick back up our stuff that we're dealing with in our own personal lives and keep moving. So I hope that this has blessed you. I hope that Now you can understand a little bit more of where I'm coming from and why everything that I'm doing is for you and I truly want to help you. And so the more that you are inside of the membership, the more that you are around, the more that you ask questions in the Facebook group, because that's the only way I can really hear from a lot of you. Or if you'll set up your free consultation, if you're curious what it would be like to work with me, we can absolutely set up your free consultation If you go to Calendly.com slash Pro Organizers Coach slash consultation, then that is my free 30-minute consultation so we can figure out for you what is the best path forward to help you get to where you need to go. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You have been listening to the Pro Organizers Coach podcast. Go to the show notes to find all of the links mentioned in this episode and hit that subscribe and automatic download button so you don't miss a single thing. Thanks for listening.